This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. We uh, talked about this briefly on air. We had Bill Weld, uh, the VP candidate of the uh, Libertarian Party, on the show with us today. Um, and actually, this you know, coincidentally, he didn't come down to answer my questions. Um, uh, however, he coincidentally was in town, came on the air. Um, this previous Friday, we did a segment on the wonderful world of Stu, and I want you to see it. Um, it was questions uh, for Gary Johnson as a conservative, you know, libertarian-leaning guy. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this a lot, and that this is a, uh, I think, a, a real opportunity for the libertarians to achieve something they haven't been able to do before. And regardless of who my vote goes to, I will, I do hope that they get some of these voting, uh, whether they don't have to deal about ballot access or maybe get matching funds or whatever, um, because, you know, I want there to be other voices. I want the Libertarian Party to be empowered. And, you know, I, some of the things that, um, you know, uh, that Johnson and Weld are talking about, I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, and, and many, you know, many of the things. So I picked five of the big ones. The five big ones I kind of heard from people, um, as well as concerns that I had as from a conservative perspective for the Johnson campaign that I, because, I, you know, I went into this, Pat, with the idea of, look, I understand voting for a Libertarian, there's going to be things I disagree with. I'm usually uncomfortable with libertarians at times. They'll come to things and be like, well, we don't need government in this area. And I'm like, well, maybe we do need a little bit, a little bit of government. Like, usually they make me uncomfortable that way. You know? <laughs> no danger of that this that time. That doesn't seem to be the issue this, <laughs> no. this time. So that's what I focused on with these questions, sort of multi-part questions for the Johnson campaign. The cool thing is they actually answered these questions, and we'll tell you how to get those answers coming up in a minute. But first, watch. Dear Gary Johnson, I want you to know that my vote this year is incredibly gettable. If you can convince me that you are not interested in murdering the world's most adorable puppies, that's probably enough for me to check your box. And no, neither of the main party candidates have even come close to approaching the standard. Don't get me wrong. I understand, Gary, that you're not conservative, nor do you claim to be. If libertarians and conservatives agreed on everything, there wouldn't be a need for both words. But Gary, help me help you answer some of these questions to some level of satisfaction and you'll probably get my vote question one fundamentally libertarianism is all about personal liberty with abortion you have an issue where two people's individual liberty are affected the mother and the child if the child's liberty was not part of this equation no conservative would get worked up about it we don't oppose plastic surgery that removes clumps of cells so a Your defense of abortion seems to center around a freedom to choose. 
But the government empowering one group of people to choose to wipe out another group of people seems quite distant from the libertarian vision of freedom. How do you square this? B. Given that there are downsides to both individuals, the woman not being able to make a choice she desires, and the child not being able to live, shouldn't we err on the side of life guaranteed in the Declaration of Independence? C. Do you see any limitation on abortion that is appropriate federally? For example, a ban on late-term abortions. D. In your view, should the states be able to pass limitations on abortions? Would they have the same opportunity to act as laboratories of democracy that you celebrate for marijuana and healthcare? Question two. Religious freedom is an important issue for conservatives, and not something we feel can be fairly summarized as a black hole that is just an attempt to incite culture wars. Specifically, I hope you can understand how conservatives find your response to the story of the baker forced to create a cake for same-sex weddings a bit troubling. It's not about baked goods. It's about how you might deal with issues of religious freedom as president. On our show, you described a slippery slope in which religious groups could use religion to systematically discriminate against others. Does a photographer who is deeply religious and just doesn't want to participate in a gay wedding, do they have to take the photographs? Well, I think, and you, you, you know, this is a great discussion here to have, um, and, and I would like to pose this to you. If you're going to support uh, the notion that he should be able to discriminate and not have to offer his services, are you not taking the stand then that you would not have signed the Civil Rights Act of 1964? Because basically that's no. what is at issue, is a, is a private business owner uh, being able to discriminate, in this case, uh, on me, the basis of religion. Well, religion could carry over to being um, L, L, LGBT. It could carry no, over it's, to... No, no, uh, hang on just a second. No, I think that's a really low and beneath you argument. <laughs> um, very specious ar- argument here. While I see this as incredibly unlikely at this point in our history, and I see absolutely no sign of it occurring on a regular basis... I suppose with some made-up religion, it could theoretically be possible. Essentially, what you were describing is a lack of a limiting principle. But there is also no limiting principle on what the government could do to force business owners or individuals that might violate their faith in the name of discrimination. So the question, as a libertarian, why are your defenses up against what individuals might do to others in a free market economy rather than what government might do to overreach into a constitutionally protected area. Question three. In an interview with the Juno Empire, you supported the idea of a global warming fee on carbon emissions, as long as it doesn't harm jobs, which, of course, it would. Regardless, you backed off of it almost immediately. Quote, with regard to a carbon tax, if any of you heard me say I support a carbon tax, look, I haven't raised a penny of taxes in my entire political career, and neither has Bill. We were looking, I was looking at what I heard was a carbon fee that potentially, from a free market standpoint, would actually address the issue and cost less. I've determined that, you know what, it's a great theory, but I don't think it can work. And I've worked my way through that. So we're talking about taxing or feeing the overwhelming majority of our energy, the lifeblood of our entire economy. A. 
How on earth does that sound like a great theory to a libertarian? B, why did this take more than three seconds to reject out of hand? C, there is no carbon fee that exists from a free market standpoint. This is not a question, but I could not stop myself from saying it. D, and most importantly, you are certainly correct that it would not work. But why is that what stops you? If it was something that would work, would it then be appropriate? Some of the most oppressive government policies in world history were quite effective in achieving their objectives. Is it the effectiveness of government intervention that drives your decision-making process? Question four. The most common argument I get from conservatives that reluctantly support Trump is that Hillary Clinton will definitely nominate horrible justices. Trump will only probably nominate horrible justices, but at least there is a chance that he might be disinterested enough to leave it up to somebody else who will get it right. This should be a layup for any libertarian. Yet when given the seemingly golden opportunity, your VP candidate Bill Weld pointed to Stephen Breyer and Merrick Garland. As Ilya Shapiro of the Libertarian Cato Institute points out, Weld praises Justice Stephen Breyer and Judge Merrick Garland, who are the jurists most deferential to the government on everything, whether environmental regulation or civil liberties. So A, why Garland and Breyer? B, since it was your vice presidential candidate talking, perhaps you don't agree, can you give a few examples of jurists you would nominate? Remember, even Trump hit this standard despite sort of backing off his own commission list the next day. C, what are some past justices that you most admire? And D, what is an example of a not-so-obvious ruling that you found particularly wrong-headed in the past? Finally, question five. I ask, what drives Gary Johnson? The elements of your platform that appeal to conservatives do exist, but seem to invoke zero passion or interest in you. Shrinking government and lowering taxes don't seem to drive you. Legalizing marijuana, abortion, lack of war, and marriage equality seem to be the featured positions you want to talk about. And I use the little quotes on marriage equality because you also seem to have the democratic, not libertarian position on marriage, which you eschew because it would be a bureaucracy nightmare, a position that would disqualify essentially all of libertarian thought, but I digress. You continually claim that you agree with Bernie Sanders on 73% of your platform. The man is a socialist. He wants the government's hands in everything. This percentage is either not true or you're running in the wrong party. It is based on, quite obviously, a flawed political survey. What gives it prominence and credibility is the fact that you keep talking about it. Every time you say this, you lose another huge chunk of conservative voters. Finally, your interview with Guy Benson was downright frightening. You spoke about being offended at his use of illegal with the frenzied passion of a wild-eyed activist. Your explanation as to why the word illegal was so offensive to describe a person that did something illegal was, quote, it just is. You have defended President Obama's executive amnesty action where he basically decided unilaterally that he was going to uh, issue work visas to millions of adult illegal immigrants who are here in the country. Un undocumented, by the way. If you use the term illegal immigrants, that is very incendiary to our Hispanic population here in this country. Why is that? It I'm just gonna... is. 
So, A, as far as the meat of the issue, you seem to like the outcome of Obama's executive action on immigration. But would you attempt the same type of process to get that outcome if you were president? B, do you endorse executive power as a means to an end in general, or is it just this issue? C, you seemingly make the argument for executive power, even when you might be aware that it's unconstitutional, to force action from those you disagree with. That can't possibly be your actual position, can it? And D, perhaps most centrally, if conservatives could see the sort of passion you have against upsetting the feelings of illegal immigrants by calling them illegal immigrants one time for a conservative cause like cutting regulation, freeing markets, lowering taxes, the Constitution, or an originalist Supreme Court, you could win over millions of voters. But would that passion be real or forced. And one last thing, as president, will you murder the world's most adorable puppies? I await your answers. So to review, I don't ask these questions to try to make some snarky point. I honestly would like answers to them. Not every candidate is great in soundbite form. So I thought this would give attention to longer form, well thought out answers. I have posted these questions in a piece on medium.com. And we have submitted them to the campaign as well. You can find it on my Twitter and Facebook page. Share them widely and ask Gary Johnson to answer them. You deserve it. And Gary wow. responded. Uh, he actually took that seriously. And, uh, and it was, you know, I think well, there's a lot of questions that you have there. Um, and we're going through the answers. He sent them along. You know, we've been, he sent them along right at the beginning of the show, so I haven't had a chance to actually read them yet. So maybe uh, they're really good or maybe they're not. But Just the fact them. that you have to ask those questions of a libertarian shows you how bad this libertarian is. Well, uh, I mean, those are, uh, that is agonizing. Yeah, with the exception of the abortion one, which there's disagreement <sighs> among libertarians. I mean, Ron Paul was pro-life. Uh, many libertarians are pro-choice. So that one, you kind of go into the picture... Uh, Wondering which side you're going to get. The other ones, though, are, seem to me to be layups for libertarians. All should of them. be, should be. I mean, you know, it seems. I mean, the I, immigration might be another iffy one for libertarians. Right, but this, uh, I didn't ask about immigration. I asked about executive yeah. power. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that's you know, <clears throat> that's like, a layup too. Right. I mean, I, you know, I don't understand. Supreme Court justices layup should be, should be a layup. And instead, he goes to Stephen Breyer. Uh, at least Weld did. And yeah, I we, was, should, we should have talked to him. Wish about we would have remembered that on the radio interview, which I did not. And uh, so um, we didn't ask uh, Weld about his Supreme Court justices, but he he wouldn't be the one anyway. However, he may give some input if he were. Of course, these guys aren't going to win. But should they be in that position? Right. The I mean, vice president would be in a position to offer input into uh, Supreme Court justice. And, I mean, Stephen Breyer? Come on now. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he's terrible. Terrible. Uh, terrible. And I, I don't know if it was just, um, you know, you know, we never got a chance to actually talk to him about this in particular. But I don't know if it was just a, a tone thing. I mean, a big, a big issue that I think both Johnson and Will have tried to seriously address is the tone of the campaign. Or, you know, Hillary is rough, as we know. Um, and Trump is obviously rough as far as even if you like him, you know, he's insulting everybody. He's, you know, saying everyone should go take drug tests before the freaking debates and things like that. Like they, Stupid. Johnson and Will have been very, very, maybe to their fault, calm, balanced, not like, with the exception of that moment with Guy Benson, which, you know, Johnson really went off. Generally speaking, have been very measured. 
Yeah. And I think that's part of it. So maybe that's what they like about Breyer is like he wasn't as, uh, you know, he's more measured, you know, as far as tone goes. But maybe. I mean, that's the only thing I think he can point to. Pretty bad, though. Yeah. Uh, it's so. an upside down world. I mean, when you got libertarians like this, it's an upside down world. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.